fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Having a little bit of technical difficulties. I don't know if it's on my end. Don't know what's going on. If I if I break up on you or or something, I, I apologize to you. Uh, we'll try to we'll try to handle any any problems, anything that pops up in here. I'm I'm really kind of I, I was really um I'm under conviction today, really really under conviction, and I just got some stuff I want to lay on the table here before we before we get too deep into what's going on. Um, went and saw the movie yesterday. And uh, the movie of Sound of Freedom, Boom. which is, you know, we don't even, you guys know what's kind of, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. In fact, you need to, there's a, there's a possibility now to pay forward on, on uh, so that others can go free. Churches ought to be showing it. You ought to, we ought to all be bugging our pastors, asking them if they've gone, why haven't they gone? But I, I want to come at it from a different angle today because uh, I want to kind of bear, bear my heart, bear my soul, whatever you'd say to to all of you today, of what I learned yesterday at that movie. Went with my buddy, Coach Norm, and Coach Norm's a big old burly guy, and here I am, a big old burly guy. And uh, uh, when I when I left the movie, <clears throat> I was I was pissed. That that was I think that was probably the reaction I had. I was pissed off. I was pissed off. I looked at Coach Norm. I said, "Hey, Coach, this happened on our watch." This happened on our watch. And one of the things that really, really, uh, the only problem I had with the whole movie, the whole, it's great. The only problem I have with the whole movie is I've, I hope people watching that movie don't think that uh, this is just happening in South America. Now, we know this, that the, uh, that the movie was made five years ago. Five years ago, this movie was made and just now released. And you wonder if pedophilia and child trafficking and all that stuff was was uh, big five years ago. What well, what must it be like today? What must it be like? And uh, I was watching it, and I was struck as I, as I watched the whole thing. I was struck by how cowardly I am. That's what I, that's what I took away from the movie. What a coward I am. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Spencer, I just sent it to you. I just sent uh it says fearful. Pull that up there for me. I'm talking to you. Are y'all looking at me? Y'all looking at me? We're cowardly. We Christians, we're so cowardly. 
And this came, this came to my heart. Look, we know what they're doing to our children. We know not just the pedophilia, not just the child trafficking, not just that. We know what they're doing to the innocence of our children in our public schools. Amen. We, we know what's going on in our libraries. We know this stuff's going on. And they do it because we're cowardly. Now, I don't want to get into a theological discussion with you, but I want to. We say, folks out there. And I saw another new. Wait a minute, hang on. For a group of people who claim to be living in a kingdom, for a kingdom, for a future kingdom, we sure aren't acting like it. We love the things of the world so much. I watched Jim Caviezel yesterday, although it wasn't Jim Caviezel. I watched him quit his job, leave his house, his wife, his children, his comfort. He left everything. True story. This true story. And went on a death mission. He went on, to, and I sat there and I watched it. When they finally get down into uh, Cartagena, wherever they were, and the two guys went down there, and only one of them could go. When the when the I'm not trying to ruin the movie for you if you haven't seen it. Uh, when the Diablos, the bad guys, show up, and only one of them can go. I thought, oh my God. He was walking into certain death. He was walking into certain death. I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's the bride of Christ, folks. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And Betty Perkins and Paul Goslin and Joanne and Charlene, they're going to dwell with him. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Wait a minute, what have they been crying about? Evidently, they've been crying about something. And God's going to wipe away all those tears. Are you looking at this? And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now, hang on a minute. Somebody help me out here. Isn't this where we're going to be? Mm. And we fight and cling to hang on to here and our stuff. Isn't this where we're going to be? And he that sat on the throne said, Hey, Betty, I'll make all things new. 
And he said, hey, Craig, write these words, for these are faithful and true. And he said unto me, it's done. Hey, your life's done. You're done. I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. Wow. This is, how, this is how this thing ends up, friends. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. This is future. This is this is this is what it's going to look like. But look at this. But the fearful. I'm sitting there watching that movie. I said, dude, that's me. If we were all to be uh, deeply honest, we would all say that we're all controlled by fear. Are you ready? Of losing our stuff. Boom. And the Lord says very specifically that the fearful and the unbelieving. See, you're fearful because you don't believe. <laughs> you get it? See, the fearful, the fearful and unbelieving Christians go first. Anybody read this differently than me? Once saved, always saved. But the fearful and the unbelieving, and then look, and then the abominable, the fearful and the unbelieving is most repulsive to the Lord. Even above the abominable, the homosexuals. He hates fearful and unbelieving Christians more than the abominable. And the murderers. And the whoremongers. He hates fearful and unbelieving Christians more than that. And the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars. We talked about that yesterday. He said, they're all going to have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I sat there and I watched that movie and I realized, as bold as I might seem to all of y'all out there, and I said to my wife just this morning before I came down there, I'm, I'm bolder than most. Oh, some of you out there think, man, that Coach Dave, he's really, really bold. Can I tell you right? I'm a chicken shit at heart. We, we, boys and girls, we don't have any excuse. Fearful and unbelieving. They're on the first load into the fire, baby. How can you know the God? How can you claim to know God and be fearful of anything? Now, I'm not talking about being afraid of a dog or being afraid of somebody driving too fast in a car. That's what I'm talking about, talking about. But how can you know and have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit inside of you and be fearful about what some man's going to say or do to you, knowing that no matter what the hell he does to you at some point, you won't get a crown. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. This may not be a much of an audience participation this morning till I get this out of me, okay? It's heavy on me. 
And then just before I came down here today, my wife sent me, I think she sent it to me. Where is it, honey? Yeah. I sent it to you, Spencer. U.S. Marine stuns the crowd. Did you guys know the second verse? Did you guys know the second verse of the Star Spangled Banner? You're about to get treated to it. Go ahead. Second verse. And I became aware that there are two verses. And we need to hear the second verse, which says, Oh, the spirit ever when free men shall stand between their love homes and the war's desolation, blessed with victory and peace. May the heaven rescued land praise the power that has made and preserved us a nation. Made some notes to me to, uh, to myself here today. Some questions, maybe to ask you. What are you willing to sacrifice? No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Coach Dave, what are you willing to sacrifice? Hmm? Coach Dave, what are you willing to do? When we get to the very, very heart of it. I run into this yellow streak. Anybody with me? I run into this yellow streak inside of me. Jesus said it'd be better if you put a millstone around your neck and throw you into the deepest part of the ocean than to mislead even one of these little ones that believe in me. And we sit here, me, I'm talking to me. I sit here every day and let them poison the minds of children in the public schools with my, with my tax dollars. You don't have to say amen. I'm talking to me. We allow them to openly parade their genitals in front of children in pride parades. And I sit in my house. And I'm worried about what somebody's going to say to me. We allow them to willingly go into the schools and teach our children that they came from monkeys when there's not one shred of evidence to it. Make me, force me to pay my tax dollars to support it <clears throat> and then arrest me if I stand up against it. Not to say amen. Because we, we have a cowardly American church. We have a self-centered, selfish American church. 
that the American church from the pulpit weekly is talking about life enhancement rather than self-sacrifice. Can I show you some things here? Hmm? Oh, yeah, let me show you some things here. Pull up, uh, it says uh, Donald Jeffress. Pull that up for me. Pull it up for me. Don Don Jeffress wrote this today. And if you will, Spencer, once you get it up there. No, not that one, not that one, not that one. There it is. And scroll down, Spencer, to where it begins. Keep going, keep going. This is all worth reading. I'm not going to read it to you. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right there. So this January 6th protesters are not being subject to anything new. I don't think many people protested to political prisoners in the North during the war between the states, the World War One, yada, yada. I want to include an excerpt from my book. We've all read about how the founding fathers swore on their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor when they signed the Declaration of Independence. These were many of the wealthiest men of their time. And it's impossible to imagine a gaggle of present-day billionaires risking a single stock option, let alone their very existence for the cause of human liberty. And although the legend attributing his act to a desire for the cause of human liberty. I'm sorry. Although the legend attributed his act to a desire for King George to be able to read it without his spectacles is probably apocryphal, John Hancock's audacious boldness in signing his names in huge letters exemplified the spirit of that generation. 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence. Few Americans realized the awful price that many of them wound up paying. 17 of those who signed the declaration lost everything they owned. Nine of these men lost their lives in the conflict. Rhode Island's William William Ellery's estate was burned to the ground. William Floyd of New York suffered the same fate. Fellow New Yorker Francis Lewis saw his estates destroyed by a fire as well, and he was imprisoned and died during his incarceration. One of the richest of all those who signed, William Livingston, died impoverished a few years after the war. John Hart of New Jersey risked not only his fortune, but his family's ties. His wife was dying as he signed the declaration, and he was forced to flee from the British when he headed home to say goodbye. He never saw his 13 children again. And he died in 1779. New Jersey Judge Richard Stockton was another British prisoner, and he too died a pauper. Wealthy banker Robert Morris gave away his fortune in an effort to finance the revolution. He also died penniless. Imagine any banker doing something remotely like that today. Virginia's Thomas Nelson, in a perhaps implausible anecdote, allegedly turned a cannon on his own home which had become General Cornwallis's headquarters, and he destroyed it, his own home. He, like so many of the others, died in poverty. South Carolina's Thomas Lynch, along with his wife, simply disappeared at sea. Lives, fortunes, 
sacred honors. Can we picture Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg world engaging in an enemy on the battlefield? Now they're claiming the two pampered elitists are going to fight each other in a cage match. Could not possibly come up with a more ridiculous satire than that. This not only exemplifies the idiocracy, but the scripted nature of this reality. What next? Putin and Zelensky? The founders and their notions of independence are scoffed at by everyone with a position of power in America. Alex Jones used to show FEMA video that portrayed the fathers as founding fathers as terrorists, quoting again from the book, the Defense Equal Opportunity Management Initiative Training Guide advised its recruits that in U.S. history, there are many examples of extremist ideologies and movements and the colonists who sought to free themselves from British rule and the Confederate states who sought to secede from the Northern states are just two examples. The guide also warned that participation in extremist organization is incompatible with military service and is therefore prohibited. Independence Day used to evoke patriotism. Flags flying, parades, worship of military veterans. I guess the flags are still flying, but the LGBTQ, I doubt they would grant a permit to a parade that featured floats celebrating the Boston Tea Party or Valley Forge or surrender at Yorktown when they played the world turned upside down. The slightest peep of courage in every one of their peeps is exceptionally loud over it being white supremacists and the parade would be canceled. Make way for something more suitable, a pride parade, maybe just pussy hats shouting at a figure of Donald Trump in effigy. If I were still invited to cookouts, I'd probably test the waters with, I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend my dying day, you're right to say it. Kind of quaint quote. Sounds pretty subversive in today's climate, doesn't it? What with all the hatred free speech gets now? That's ironic, isn't it? A visceral hatred for the concept of free speech, the right to freely express yourself on the part of the same people who coined the Orwellian term hate speech and are itching to prosecute Americans for engaging in it. Thought crimes. The founders are all thought crimes at this point. Enjoy the barbecue for whatever family members you're still speaking with after the greatest psyop in the history of the world. Wave some sparklers. Light up some snakes. Do they still have those things? Probably not. Too dangerous for America 2.0. When I was a kid, most families lit off fireworks in the backyards. I'll walk through the neighborhood tonight. Last year, I only saw a few gatherings in the streets. Perhaps I'll engage in a friendly neighbor in a discussion about the consent of the governed or taxation without representation. Hopefully they don't call the police on me. You know what they say they're going to be on. You know what side they're going to be on. So if you're drinking some non-Bub Light beer today, say a test toast to those dead white males before they outlaw the very word liberty. Mm. Pretty good, Ann boys. Boom. Good. I'm going to open it up here in a minute. I got. I got. I have to show you something else. <clears throat> I got to show you two more things. Next, the last one there, Spence. I'm sorry. 
How did the apostles die? Hmm. How did they die? Scroll on down. Scroll on down. Here's who they were. They were in every testament. <clears throat> Tells you who they were. His inner group. Go on down. Go on down. This is good. You can read it. Put in the chat. Um, so how did they die? Well, Simon Peter, tradition says he died in AD 64, 68. He was crucified upside down on a cross. Everybody wants to follow Jesus till they find out where he's gone. Andrew was crucified on a St. Andrew's cross. The cross has the shape of a X. He was not nailed to the cross, but he was tied. It took several days for him to die. It said that Andrew preached while hanging on the cross. James died in AD 44 after he was beheaded by King Herod, who had launched a new persecution of Christians. He was the first martyr from among the 12 apostles. John the Beloved was in exile on Isle of Patmos before he was released and went to Ephesus, where he died. Philip died in Hierapolis, Turkey, by hanging. Bartholomew, it is believed that he administered an Armenian, was flayed to death with knives in India. Matthew died a martyr's death in Ethiopia. Thomas, ancient tradition says that Thomas died near Madras, Indians, A.D. 70. He was killed with a spear. Thaddeus was martyred in Persia. He died via arrows. Simon, the zealot, Physician says that Simon was crucified. It's believed that he ministered together with Thaddeus. And Judas hanged himself before Jesus Christ died by crucifixion. His death is the second one that is recorded in the Bible. See, we're being taught a cowardly, costless Christianity. I'm talking to me. The Bible says for you to know to do good and not to do it, to you, it is sin. They're raping children. They're molesting children. They're indoctrinating children. They're destroying the souls of children. And we sit around. I sit around and I do Coach Day Live. Don't but Hey, don't get on me. I do Coach Day Live every morning. Somebody once told me this. It talks cheap. One other thing. Man, crowns. How many different crowns are there? Did you know there are different crowns? Did you know that crowns are rewards for what we do here? Did you know that? Can you pull that up, John? Spencer, I'm sorry. Crowns. The word crown in Old Testament is a translation of two Greek words, diadem and stephanos. Okay? There are five uses of crowns seen in Scripture, but crowns are crowns. So the five crowns that can be earned, put this in the chat. Want to earn a crown? They say, Coach, you don't get to heaven by works. No, you don't get to heaven by works, but there are rewards in heaven. There are rewards in heaven. There are crowns in heaven. The five crowns that can be earned as rewards by the Christian for faithful service are described by the Greek words stephanos. 
Salvation is strictly a gift. Salvation is a gift. Works give you crowns. Do not confuse salvation and rewards. They're two distinct things. Forgiveness of sin, salvation, eternal life can never be earned through works. They're undeserved, unmerited gift of God. Mm. So here are the list of the five crowns. Are you ready? You guys, could you guys do this? There's the incorruptible crown. This is going to be given to those who keep under the body and bring it into subjection and running the race faithfully. Corinthians 9.20, I got that. Pull that up there. Don't you know that all those who run, huh? Pull that up there. Now, know you not that when you run a race, all run? But only one wins the prize. Run that you might win. And every man that strives with the mastery is temperate in all things. No, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. What's a corruptible crown? Oh, money, prestige, a nice house, a car. It's corruptible crowns. But we run for an incorruptible crown. Paul said, I so run, not as certain, not with uncertainty. So fight I. I don't just beat the air. But I keep my body under subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a coward. Boom. Cast away. Go back. Thank you. So this is the crown of rejoicing. This is the soul winner's crown. Folks, these are the crowns that we throw at the Lord's feet. The soul winner's crown. Then there's the crown of righteousness. This crown will be given for those who love is appearing and who live their lives anticipating Christ's soon return. Then there's the crown of glory. This crown is for the faithful teaching of the word of God. And this will be given to those instructing others in God's word. I got a crown. I got a crown coming. Is it, can I be greedy? I want them all. And there's the crown of life. This is sometimes called the martyr's crown. These are those who suffer for the cause of Christ. This crown, like the others, is given personally by Jesus Christ. It says, I will give. Revelation 10, pull it up. Pull it up. It's the one where he's going to walk over himself. For none of those things which thou hast suffered shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast cast some of you into prison that you might be tried and you shall have tribulation for 10 days. Be thou faithful unto death. And I'm going to put a crown. I'm such a coward. I have all this waiting for me, all these rewards. And the church tells me, don't do anything, coach. 
you get to heaven by grace. Yep, and you're going to show up at the supper. And everybody's going to be there enjoying the supper and thanking the Lord for what he did. And a few people are going to be able to run up and throw crowns at his feet. And some of us are just going to be sitting in the back row of the movie theater watching the whole thing go on. So I watched that movie. I'm I'm going to open it up here in a minute. And I watched that movie and I said, Lord, I, I want that kind of courage. Lord, I want to go where no man will go. Lord, I want to say what no man will say. Lord, I want to do what no man will do. Boom. What about you? What are you willing to sacrifice? I look around at all the stuff that I have. When I pass on, somebody's going to take all this stuff. First of all, I'm looking in my studio here. First of all, my kids are going to go through and throw out much of the crap I got in here. It'll be a burden to them, all this crap that I got. And I'm fighting to hang on to all of it. Saving up a big bank account. Storing up a big bank account. Talking to all of us now. Storing up a big bank account so I can leave a big inheritance to my children so they can spend it on riotous living. You don't have to say amen. I'm talking to me. I won't put my money where my mouth is. Oh, I'll put some of it. But I sat there and I watched that that little boy and that little girl in that movie. I said, Lord, that could be David and Reese. It could be Macy and Declan. That is somebody's Macy and Declan. Why don't I care? Why don't I care? Why do we hate the children? Why do we not love other people's children? Why will we not go to defend? We'll defend Donald Trump. Why won't we defend somebody else's innocent child? I know why. Because I don't want to end up in jail. I don't want to lose everything I have. So at the heart of everything, all this fake outrage that we have, At the heart of this whole thing, when I get to the very bottom of my heart, I find me. I love me. I love me. I love my comfort. I love my wife, my kids. I don't leave them. I don't want to go to jail. I think there's a martyr crown. I think it was a martyr's crown for those who give up their liberty and their freedom here for others. I think I'm pretty sure there's a crown there personally given by him. So look, I know this is sobering. 
It's sobering to me. It's sobering to me. But I understand this, that I can't love others because I love me too much. And I'm just confessing that to y'all today. And as I open it up here, I think we ought to all just ask ourselves a very simple question. What could we in this huddle do? Just us. If we were all in. We're just all in. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, you know, I've shared that with the demonic school board members. The statement was, we were rescued to rescue. Why are we not? And, you know, the other day I had a guy come on my car lot. I grew up around him. I hadn't seen him in 20 years, 25 years. Mom and dad, both good Christian parents, good people. Lived across the street from him back when I was a heathen. And that all, that his mom would just, she'd preach to me. She'd sing Christian songs. She'd try to get me straightened out. He comes on my lot the other day. Now, I ain't seen him in forever. Now, all of a sudden, he wants something out of me. And we get into the conversation about the school boards. And, and here his life is a wreck right now. His mom and dad just both passed away the last couple of years. He got the house. His brother hates him because he got the house. Brother didn't get nothing. His sister's a lesbian, which I've been confronted by in the streets before here in Mount Vernon. It's just dysfunctional. So I, I tell him, I said, listen. Start telling him the stories about the school board stuff and on the square with the Democrats and rebuking them people up there. And I said, your sister was one of them. She was in the crowd trying to rip me in front of everybody. And it, so he goes on and I, he said, I told him, I said some things and he said, well, he said, I'm just not into all that drama. Yeah. That's not drama, buddy. It's truth. So I ended up telling him he wanted to buy a car, but he wanted me to give him money out of his. I said, I'll tell you what, you just go on down the road to A-plus Auto and have them give you some money for your car. I let him walk. I thought, I don't care if you buy something from me or not. You're an idiot. You know, so I told him, I said, buddy, you don't get it. He walked out. He probably won't be back, and I don't care. But it's just ridiculous when you do stand. This is what you get. It's just the morons. So, Jeff, but- what do we do when you go to the school board and they don't pay any attention to you? See, that, that's where we are, friends. Is that That's where we are. Well, Coach, here's what I just thought about when you said all this. Here's what I'm thinking I do now. Right beside the big old Mount Vernon High School, there's that big old million-dollar church they just built two months ago. Side by side. I'm just going to go out in front of that church. All of the politicians in Mount Vernon go to that church because the commissioner's son is the pastor. It, that would just be havoc. So I'm just, maybe go out there with a sign that says, when's the church going to stand up for the kids across the street? Something mm. falling out. You know what I mean? There's heavy traffic right there. So. Mm. Heck with the square with the Democrats. You know what I mean? Listen, friends. I believe that this movie has the ability to launch a revolution like we've never seen. But uh, we have to take it seriously. And we have to demand that others watch it. That our pastors, we we have got to ask our pastors. We, We have got to go to pastors and say, Pastor, I will rent the movie for your entire congregation if you'll show it on the Sunday night. I'll I'll rent it, Pastor. I'll rent it. And then to put together the idea that Jesus Christ himself said that it would be better to put a millstone around your neck than allow this stuff to go on. And he warned us 
that if you're not doing it because you're fearful and unbelieving, you're on the first boat slowed to hell. You are a deserter. Right, huh? Your behavior to me as your king is treasonous. And the penalty for treason is death. This is heavy stuff, friends. This is heavy stuff. Go ahead, Clay, then Myra. There's a lot lot I could say, but I think uh, where I'll take this is, is there's a guy that went to one of the local Calvary Chapel churches and he said he that he saw the movie. But and and but he was warning the rest of the congregation. He sent out a text to warn the rest of the congregation. I don't think I'd take your teenagers, your young teenagers to see this movie. He's trying to save them and protect them. See, <laughs> now the movie that I was in the theater, I was in there were little kids there. Somebody brought little kids there. And they weren't over there whimpering and crying. I mean, they were trying to keep them quiet. But well, hang, he, on, hang on a second, Clay. For those of you who didn't see it, there's no, there's nothing unseemly. You don't see any sex scenes or anything like that. None of that. Go ahead, Clay. Yeah. So so the only thing he's project, protecting them from, well, he's not protecting them from anything because we got to raise up warriors. Well, not only that, Clay, we have to show them what grooming looks like. And, and, it's, and what, how are you going to protect them from anything is protecting them from the predators. And then these, these teenagers, if they see it, even a 12, 11-year-old, they could help by, by policing the siblings. And, it, and they got to know that they're living in a dangerous world. We can't let them have the rainbows and, and marshmallows and everything all through the re- their they're whole life. They're after our children, Clay. They're after our children. Sex trafficking is young children, folks. Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman, feeding them right into the mouth of Baal. We are. Yeah, we need to be teaching them how to protect their self. We need to be be, uh, teaching them self-defense, what to do if some predator comes up to you, hurt him, bite him, whatever you got to do, scream. Yep, yep, amen, amen, great, 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 great. My heart's burning this morning. Myra, then Jack. Yes, Coach. Um, thank you. Uh, this morning, uh, I start the mornings uh, with uh, the Lord, like most of us do. And uh, my beautiful sister, uh, Tracy Foraker, uh sends me beautiful Bible verses in the morning. And she sent 1 John 4, 9. And I actually had a, a dream about Jesus in heaven today. But the Bible verse... Um, I will be asking Spencer to put in will be First Corinthians six nine to eleven. Thank you, Spencer. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous. No drunkards, nor relievers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Such were some of you. Such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach. Amen. Jack. 
Yeah. Um, I'm still disturbed at myself. Um, that watching that movie, I was just, I wanted to stand up and scream. What are we going to do? There's Amen. 77 people sitting in here. What are we going to do? And the, what, what really bothered me was, um, most of the people, over half the people in that, in that theater last night wouldn't even be able to find Columbia on the map. That's true. That's true. And they, and they don't know where Cartagena is, and they couldn't pronounce Bogota for their, for, to save their life. But I wanted to just scream, only a few miles from here is Maine Family Planning, where they're killing babies tomorrow morning. Are Thanks. you going to do anything, or are you just going to sit here and watch a stupid movie with no leadership, no follow-up, no, no direction, no solution? Come on, people. Anyway, Amen, brother. <laughs> That's what I felt too. That's exactly what I felt. Oh, I, I did another, talk to the owners. I'm going to go there. Coach, Folks, I'm going to go there. And we're going to talk to the people as they're going in. They're going to let me talk to anybody that I want to going in there. I'm sure. Um, they're going to run it for 14 days. So we've got a time. We've got some time here. Amen. Amen. Encourage you. Guilt trip people into going and seeing it. And then that's why we've got a strat. Hey, I'm not going to sit around and wait for somebody else to do something. We have enough people in here that we can make a mess. Make a mess. Boom. Hey, oh, listen. Oh, I heard that, Coach. The FBI's listening. Screw them! Boom. Dale. Yeah, Coach, the first thing, uh, there, there's several points on this, but, you know, what, what uh, Clay was talking about, you know, bringing the young ones, I purposely brought my 18-year-old son and coach, I was like, man, as older as I am and as older as you are, it's not, we couldn't go into those jungles and fight those people. But I looked at my 18 year old son. I said, son, what, what does that make you? What does this movie make you feel? He goes, dad, real angry. I said, now my son, six foot three, goes to the gym every day. Let me tell you what, he's the calmest kid you'll ever meet. But if he gets angry, I pity the fool who he comes undone with. The second thing, <laughs> that bugged me about that movie coach is right from the beginning, the dad brought his kids to that hotel room for that. What man in his right mind would do yep. such a thing when we brother, the parallel, when we drop our children off at the public schools and wow. the school tell us what, no, 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 you can't come in here. You can't, <laughs> come. no parent. So that was the other thing, right? Then, brother, that island, when they set that island up, Jeffrey Epstein kept pounding in my head. Jeffrey Epstein kept pounding in my head. Remember, yep. when, they, when those cops raided that island, they arrested the Johns. Where are the arrests of Epstein Island? Amen. Amen. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, they don't talk about Epstein Island, but they, they set up an, an Epstein Island-like place, don't they? Don't they? they sure do. And you oh. know what, Coach? This is a true story. And you oh. know what? That They paralleled other things that have been set up like this. Now, Coach, and then last night at prayer, I <laughs> not only told everybody in my church, go to the movie. I told everybody. Because once, you know, I wanted to see it. Because I didn't want to expose my wife to something. If, if I said, yes. no, we're all, everybody go see it. And then the last thing I did, like I'm doing today, like I've told Go call your sheriff. Let's find out where he stands. 
don't go in there with a with an aggressiveness go there with a questioning and ask him and if he is if he's a good sheriff then petition what can i do to help you amen. what can i do to help you amen 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 and hold their feet to the fire hang on i know some of you want to get in here but uh, real quickly uh, uh spencer go to my commentary and then go to the bottom because i want to play something here real quick i'll get you all in here i promise hang on <clears throat> go to the bottom the very last thing i want i want to play something right there right there the very last thing says give this a listen give this a listen So hazy. Why do we hate our children? Why do we hate our children? Rochelle and Betty. Thanks, Coach. Um, good morning, team. So, um, yeah, I don't have any ideas on what to do, but w- one thing that I did do is um, I went to the our OUR website, and I used to donate to them every month religiously. I did this for over five years, a long, long time. And then someone told me that... Um, that they were not any good and their money was actually funding child trafficking. So I quit. Anyway, I went back and I um, <clears throat> continued my, to my donation and I um, there's some bumper stickers that are really, really cheap. I know guys bumper stickers, really, I know, but it says it's time to stand up for the children. And um, I bought 10 of them 
and I'm going to put one on my car. I'm just going to pass the other ones out to people who say, hey, nice bumper sticker. And I'm going to give them one to put on their car. Mm. And it's a way at least to get the conversation started, a way for people to know that there's others out there who are concerned about this. And I was talking to my my kids who are all grown. And one of them's in college. And she, she said that um, one of the things that these abducted kids may do, parents have been warning their kids that if, if they're stolen, that uh, hand sign, it's like this. It's almost like waving, but it's really pronounced. And that means it's a sign of trouble, that they're in trouble. And you guys might already know of that, but I didn't know of that. And so if you ever see a little one doing that, you know to you're, put your spidey senses up because something could be really wrong. Okay, that's... So, show, that that. Again, show that again. Show that one more time. Pretty simple. You got, you got to, she folded it. I mean, they put their thumb over the top. I'm, I'm not sure if it's bottom, or, but it's a symbol to show that... You know, as they're walking by, and if they're doing this behind their back, what be be calling the police and just keep you know keep up with them. Try can, to, you, can you do it again? I'm sorry. It's so it's simple, man. Just open fist, close fist. Open yeah, fist, close fist. fist yeah. It doesn't and take any training. Close. This doesn't take any training. All right. I'm sorry, Mark. Come on in, Mark. Yeah, I think there's a. I think there's an opportunity. Because everyone leaving this movie is going to be changed and, and be looking for something. They're going to be mad. They're going to be dejected, whatever. Take Rochelle's bumper sticker with the Coach Dave Live business card. If we could just somehow capture these people walking out, they'll have the solution on the show, Coach. They'll have 10 mm -hmm. different ideas every single day. Yep, amen. amen. And they're going to be looking. They're going to be hungry. If there's a table we could set up or, or something like that. I'm, I'm planning on maybe doing something with my, my mom and, uh, you know, Earl, I might get Dave Sisson involved and, and just try to go set up somewhere. I don't know what's close enough to a theater where they'd let us. I need to look into all that now, but I think what better way to give people a solution than leaving well, yeah, that amen. movie. You don't even right? have to go to the movie, Mark. We could just stand out on the street corner. Right. Oh, huh? Right. Stand up for right, the chair. Right, right. Michelle, where did you find those? Where'd you find those bumper stickers? Oh, I'll put it in the chat right now. Yeah. It's you go to um ourrescue.org, which is um that's put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. And it's in the chat. Judah. Thank you. Coach, uh, Clay had sent me a video, which is absolutely incredible. I was doing some homework and research into it. But it's, uh, I sent you a picture really quick. And there's a video Clay put in the chat, maybe for another show, or who knows if you want to play it or not. But it's, uh, it's Trump actually having Tim Ballard address his inner cabinet over five years ago regarding this movie and talk about... It finally coming out. See, is see, uh, Judd, hang on a second. Boom ever. Judd, hang on a second. See, folks, this is why this could be the focus of closing the border. We, we can't miss this opportunity. Close the border to protect the children. Go ahead, Judd. Um, so, anyways, <clears throat> as this story is unfolding, you know, the movie comes out. This video, Tim Ballard, has basically been censored. Uh, this interview, or, or I guess, Tim Ballard addressing the entire cabinet 
uh, before the nation was completely censored. It's been removed. It's never been addressed. Um, I don't know where Clay found it, but he found it and he put it in the chat. And uh, I finally found the date of when it was recorded. And this was over five years ago. Wow. And I think five years ago, we finally now get to the exposure of it. It's pretty. Folks, do you understand that the elite are into this? Do you understand when they were talking about adrenochrome? How long ago was it? Uh, the pizza thing in Washington, D.C., Comet Pizza. How long ago was that, folks? How long ago was that? And where are we today? Because we didn't take it seriously then when we know now at the end of the movie they tell us that the human trafficking is more profitable than any of the drug cartels, anything else. They are God's children are not for sale. And, Coach, if, if I can add, uh, we saw the movie uh, probably two weeks ago or three weeks ago again. Um, the one we saw yesterday or two days ago in Cincinnati, the end is different. Um, they didn't show it, and uh, it's unfortunate. And Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard both said they wanted to show it, but the powers that be wouldn't let it completely happen. Um, but this one they show at the end uh, a video of the real bust, and in the movie, it portrays, I think, 58 people who were saved. In the real bus, they did 150-something that were saved. But the point of the matter is that um, at the end, they actually showed the real bust in the video. And then they show the mug shots of the Kabbalists. Mm. And uh, that was edited out of this version that we saw. But it was there. And from that stage, which was cool, in New Albany, Tim Ballard... Mm. Um, Mike Lindell and Jim Caviezel all said, we are only two miles from Wes Wexner's property, and this is a statement from God that uh, this happened. And uh, it was cool to be able to be there and witness and hear and see that. But um, uh, so, 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 Judd, I want people to understand what you just said. Les Wexner, who is the limited, who is Victoria's Secret, who had as one of his employees... Jeffrey Epstein. There are those who say Victoria's Secrets is not about clothing. It's about something far more sinister than that. Amen. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this. I got to be careful what I say. I'm sitting with, uh, uh, doesn't matter who, I'm sitting at them outside of a mall. And there was a Victoria's Secret. And there wasn't one person in there. And the whole time we sat there, nobody went into Victoria's Secrets. And I looked at the buddy I'm sitting with, and I said, how do they stay in business? Exactly. These, mm. these Victoria's Secrets places are all across America. I wonder if there's any money laundering going on there. Mm. Huh. Some of their models are transgenders. And of course, and of course, Les Wexner lives in New Albany, Ohio, which is what Judd was just talking about, right just down the road. And who used to live there with Wes, Les Wexner? Why? You know who? The pedophile himself, Jeffrey Epstein. Live. Did you know that Children's Hospital 
in Columbus, Ohio, has a huge wing, Children's Hospital, huge wing, Abigail Wexner wing. Boom. Oh, connect the dots. Then we'll see the why. Lady in the, movie, the lady in the movie was portrayed to be like uh, Maxine. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, it's power. Hey, hey. So here's what I know. This guy's got to quit talking and start doing. God bless you. See you tomorrow.